is this week's edition of the On the 50-Yard Line podcast, where we take a look at what happened last week in high school football and what we got coming up in the in the coming week. Uh, first off, we got to give a shout-out to Groves High School last week. Uh, the Rebels beat Savannah High 28 to nothing at the new field at Savannah High. It was a big win for the Rebels, who hadn't won a game on the field since 2018. They had uh, had one forfeit in there after Beach had to forfeit a game on a rules violation a few years back. But that was the first win on the field, and uh, it was a big one for first-year coach Calvin Wells, who was a longtime assistant at Beach. Brian Wells, his son, the senior quarterback who normally plays as a slot receiver, had to come in a quarterback when the starter missed the game due to academic issues. And Brian threw for a pair of touchdowns and ran for another to give Groves that big win. Talking to Calvin Wells before the season started, I was really impressed when he told me he had 70 players out for the team. That's way more than double that they usually have at Groves. So I was thinking this might be the year they start to turn things around. And it looks like looks like that might happen with that win uh, for Groves. So they'll, they'll be playing at Claxton this week. But we also have to look back at Benedictine. And last week's games were all affected by weather. That Grove-Savannah High game was called just after the half uh, because of a lightning storm. Benedictine had the same thing happen in their 28 to nothing win over Westminster. It was called early in the third quarter, I believe. Uh, so Benedictine this week will be playing at Ware County. BC is ranked number one by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution among Class 4A teams, and they're going on to take a Gator squad that's ranked number three, a class above them in 5A. Um, Danny Britt wasn't too happy after after the win over Westminster. There was a couple touchdowns called back. The offense really wasn't executing well. He said they weren't lining up right, and they had a lot of costly penalties to bring him back touchdowns, and uh, he's using that to motivate his team as they have to go down to the swamp. It's a tough place to play. Um, BC has played Ware County just twice in the school's history, and those came in the last two years. In 2020, uh, Ware County beat the cadets 43-21 to behind a big-time performance by Thomas Castellanos, now a quarterback, um, a freshman quarterback at UCF. Last year, it was uh, the cadets on top of Ware County at Memorial Stadium here in Savannah as Holden Gerner, who's now at Auburn, beat Cassianos in a shootout. And the team, you know, it wasn't just those two guys playing, but it was 49-42 for a BC in that game. So Ware County, uh, they had a 41-13 win over Baldwin last week, and their quarterback, Nicky Nikki Smith threw, was 13 of 18 passing for 184 yards and two scores. Both of those were to Jarvis Hayes, who has offers from a lot of schools, including Minnesota and Georgia Southern. And Dejon Dennis ran for 124 yards in that game. Benedictine's defense, which Britt did raise after the, the win over, uh, I mean, they shut him out <laughs> against Westminster. They held Westminster to just 96 yards of total offense. Uh, over around three quarters of play. Cole Semyon, the defensive lineman, linebacker Bryce Baker, and free safety Zaquan Bryan are the leaders on that unit. 
Uh, Brian is also star receiver, slot man, uh, who is committed to Minnesota. Croman, Luke Cromanhoek, the junior quarterback, didn't have his best game against Westminster, but I expect him to bounce back strong Friday night. And this should be a good game down there. It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Calvary Day also had their game cut short by lightning with about six minutes left in the third quarter. They, uh, they ended up getting credited with a 28 to 20 win over Eagles Landing Christian. It was a very exciting game. Uh, Eagles Landing Christian quarterback, Charlie Gilliam, who's committed to Wake Forest, he threw for 306 yards and three scores uh, in that game. And it was, it got so bad in the first half, he was converting some really long, like third and twenties. He had like three, three or four uh, long conversions. And the long passing game was just was getting to uh, the defensive backfield of Calvary. So the coaches decided to put uh, Jake Merklinger, their four-star quarterback, in a corner at cornerback, along with Michael Smith, their four-star tight end, as a safety. Merklinger responded well, getting an interception and breaking up another pass play with a textbook tackle, right as the guy t- touched the ball. Uh, the Cavalier defense played real well against the run, including sacks on the quarterback. Uh, Cam Lanigan had three sacks, and Terry Simmons, Troy Ford, Buddy Mathis, and A.J. Butts also get on, got in on the sack party. Um, but uh, it was Dupa Coleman who provided, the sophomore who provided some big plays. He ran back a kickoff, 85 yards for a touchdown, right after an ELCA score. And then he hit Noah Gilliam, who happens to be the quarterback's Charlie Gilliam's first cousin the, from the ELCA up near Atlanta, he hit him on a reverse pass for a 60-yard score. And it was the first career touchdown for Noah, who is a standout lacrosse player drawing a lot of offers. A great call there by new offense coordinator, Russell DeMossi, who's who started after being the interim coach who didn't get the job at Savannah State before the season started. So Calvary Day will be, oh, yeah, the, I forgot to talk about the pass. Merklinger, it was 21-21 uh, in the third quarter. Calvary got a stop on the first first ELCA possession. And then A.J. Butts made his longest run of the day, like a 20-yard run. And the next play, Merklinger threw a 73-yard just beauty to Michael Smith for a touchdown on a post, post pattern that put him up 28-21 before the storm came in and hit. So. Calvary Day will have a little bit of a break this week as they go down to play at Frederica Academy, a Giza squad down there at St. Sam, St. Samuels Island. Then we have uh, Savannah Christian coming off a bye. They get an extra home game because Battery Creek, their non-region opponent, their new field isn't ready yet. They've had delays with that. So Savannah Christian will be hosting Battery Creek at Pooler Stadium Friday night at 730. Uh, Savannah Christian is dominated in its first two games, outscoring Hilton Head Christian Islands 123 to 13. Their offensive line has been a big reason for that, with guys like Jeff, Hub, Hub, Jeff Hudspeth leading the way. They have three seniors on that line, all five returning. And uh, they've been leading the way as sophomore running back Joe Smalls has been a beneficiary of that. He's run for 255 yards and scored eight total touchdowns in two games. Six of those were running. One was on a kick return and another on a pass. His classmate, 
Kenry Wall is another big play guy. He has 238 all-purpose yards and three scores. Paul Zittrauer is doing a good job at quarterback, very efficient when he does pass. And David Boosie, one of the best linebackers in the area, has become a, his main target. He has five catches for 152 yards and a score. So look for uh, Savannah Christian to do well here against Battery Creek on Friday night before they get into their Region 3-3A. They moved up from 1A private, and they'll be starting their region play the next week by uh, hosting Savannah Country Day before playing at Calvary Day on September. So those games will be on September 16th and 23rd, respectively. On the skis side of things, we've got Bethesda, which is making a having a turnaround season. The Blazers were one and eight last year, and they're now three and zero. Sophomore running back Corey Stafford has been a big reason why he ran for his third straight game of more than 140 yards, and he's as he ran for 167 and three scores in a win over 34 nothing win over Thomas Sumter on Friday. Journey uh, quarterback Tristan Randell has been strong when the pass game, when it's needed. He's 14 to 26 for 244 yards with five touchdowns and zero, no interceptions at all. And he's also the leading tackler for the Blazers on defense as a linebacker with 26 tackles. So Bethesda will be on the road to play Carolina Academy this week, putting their undefeated 3-0 record on the line. We got Johnson, Johnson and Windsor Forest game Friday night. Uh, it was at Memorial Stadium. That one got called with 10 minutes left in the third quarter. And uh, it was 0-0 at the time. They ended up playing a Monday night football <laughs> at Island Stadium uh, on Labor Day. And they, that game again was delayed again by lightning. Six o'clock start ended up being around 7.30. But Johnson scored 26 points in the second half there to uh, to win it 26-0. Uh, sophomore quarterback Belakai Bacon was in on all four of the touchdowns for the Adam Smashers. He had a pair of short scoring runs, and he had two, two uh, scoring passes to Samari Dowdy, the senior running back, the speedster, who was second in the state in the 3A 100 meters last year. Dowdy had touchdown catches of 25 and 50 yards, and then linebacker Makari Stafford, he had a blocked punt and more than 10 tackles with Jaden Jones forcing a key fumble to lead the defense in that game. Uh, now, Johnson will be hosting Brantley County at Savannah High Friday night. Brantley County is 3-0. They beat Beach last week 17-6 after a, a dominating win over Groves in, in the second week of the season. So it'll be interesting to see. See how that game turns out. I'm going to be out there to check out Johnson. Uh, and see how they do against Brantley County. And we have another undefeated team that's going on the road. Uh, New Hampstead improved to 3-0 with a win over Bradwell last week. As Paulie Seeley, the, the quarterback, senior quarterback who is committed to Wofford, had another big game throwing for three touchdowns and, and 200 yards. Phoenix will be at South Lake in Florida for a non-region matchup so that's it make sure you, you come check us out at savannahnow.com sports to see all the latest news on high school football and see all our coverage on friday night thank you